Tonight on Podcast I'm Down, the captain of the Enterprise proves that machines are unthinking, soulless property of the Federation. Hail Metal Universe! <laughs> We're back, podcasting down with our Star Trek The Original Series rewatch, where... Uh, Oh, I forgot there's no tail on that thing. Oh yeah, it's just gonna. It's <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna do die. that every time. Um, yeah, so we're we're moving right along. We're in the the back half of season one, uh, with the episode Court Martial, uh, which which is what season one episode fourteen. Uh, that sounds about right and oddly specific. No wait, that might be wrong. No, they, I think it is. They did everything out of order because they're dumb. Hang on. Well, in terms of in terms of episodes released, it's it's uh, it was the twentieth twentieth uh, one, season one, episode twenty. But wait, if you what? look at Memory Alpha, it says fourteen oh. because it was the those 14th. assholes. Those assholes do the production order. But actually, they made this one first. <laughs> so, oh, and of course, Matt and, compendium, and of course, Matt and Doug are here. And do I have a? No, I don't. I don't. I. I guess I never anticipated having uh, needing applause. What <laughs> in the Star Trek episode? Yeah. There, there's your applause. Okay, I am ready. So as usual, I have not watched the episode ahead of time. Nope. So I will be watching it while you <laughs> while you discuss it. Okay. And, that uh, sounds. That about, sounds fair. Oh yeah. And, Sorry, I, I'm a little rusty on this. And we are going to determine how metal and how good the episode is. The episode is? Should, should we be worried that Doug just disappeared? He's not I'm the back. only one who can Oh, disappear. he's back. Oh, All right. he's back. Okay. Yeah, my, it was very weird. My computer completely froze. I just thought you were pissed. Yeah, well, hold on. I had an intro, too, so let me do oh. mine. Well, yeah, what was your intro? Tonight on Podcast Him Down, it's one of the 23rd century's trials of the century. Captain Kirk versus the computer. I, I, I like that one. Hey, hey we're here to do galaxy. Star Trek, the original series rewrite here on Podcast Him Down, Season 1, Episode 20. Court Marshal, you heard Doug's brilliant intro, and uh, Matt, uh, start us off with the episode. Well, you while, know what? While I, I would play like, <laughs> and watch, I would it. like to point out that this is actually the 14th episode in production order. <laughs> uh, all right, okay, so um, oh, I have to mute this. <laughs> okay, all right, go. Yeah, I wonder if we would get copyright struck if you absolutely have. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think CBS or Viacom are pretty litigious. Uh, all right, so um, what's going on? The good old. <gasps> I'm drinking a Enterprise. space sprite. Hang on, Whoa. <laughs> this Hold is amazing. On. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. Man, <laughs> so all right, go the, ahead. the good old Starship <laughs> Enterprise is uh, on its way to Starbase Eleven because uh, they've just run into a very severe ion storm. Uh, one crewman is dead. Um, and they're going to have to go to talk to Commodore Stone, the commanding officer of Starbase 11, uh, to kind of fill him in what's going on. And I believe we open with, uh, Kirk and Stone talking. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Kirk is very serious here uh, because we were in very serious almost immediately that a <laughs> crewman died. Yeah. Uh, and is this, but th- is this any time to be having your chest out like this? <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's he's. He's been reviewing his sworn statement. Um, The stakes are pretty high here. He is making sure um, that everything is right. I think he's read it two or three times already. Um, And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's tense. It's not a fun opening. Uh, Kirk had ejected the ion pod uh, in which Lieutenant Finney was in. Um, thereby killing him, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just pretty intense for a scene in an office. And then uh, we meet Jane Finney. Oh yeah, who comes in? If I recall, a little hysterical. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can use that term. Calls Kirk the man who killed my father. Mm-hmm. What, there, there is b- briefly before that. There's an exchange about the the log, right? So, so again, good old Commodore Stone is like, "Do you think the log will back up your your sworn statement?" And Kirk says, "Of course it will, because that's the truth, damn it." Um, and then you know they're waiting for the log to come, I guess, because they haven't perfected radio, uh, and Spock actually has to bring the tapes down. Or something, or maybe it's like a chain of custody thing, like yeah. uh, you know the Klingons or the Orions uh, or or the Breen, if if they're around, could like intercept and and frame Captain Kirk. So so they need the physical media, the recording, and and we'll that. I think get into it later. But one of the things that struck me in watching this is I, I think in the twenty third century what a computer is and what it does may differ a bit from our conception now, mm-hmm. which is perfectly valid. The The term used to mean different things. Yeah. Computer science comes out of railroad switching science. Exactly right. Uh, so it's going to evolve. Uh, we do learn that the they, they bump the Intrepid uh, to get the Enterprise in there for repairs. And we do see the Ion Pod missing from the Enterprise oh, yeah. if you watch the remastered version. The remastered version does have a very just conspicuous hole in the side of the ship. Oh, wait, when I is guess this? The, uh, it's, it's when it was orbiting. It was just the establishing shot. It might actually uh, not appear until after the credits. It might be the establishing orbit shot. Um after the the opening credits so the beginning of act one uh now that i look at it oh, I th- um I, th- I think i saw it okay so so uh the, the 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 girl is there she accuses uh captain kirk of being a murderer when really even if the allegations are true it would just be a negligent homicide versus a malicious homicide <laughs> um but anyway uh i guess homicider is not as fun to shout um and then, uh, meanwhile, Commodore Stone is looking at the computer logs and uh, essentially asks Kirk again um, that to, to verify what he said in his sworn statement, that he jet- jettisoned the pod after he declared red alert. 
and Kirk triples down on it or quadruple downs on downs on it. And then Stone says, I presume you've committed willful perjury. The computer log said you jettisoned the pod before going to red alert. Uh, and instead of arresting him, he just says, consider yourself confined to the base. And then official inquiry will determine whether a general court martial is in order. And I think that's the end of the teaser, right? That is that is sure the teaser. Is. Yeah. All right. So to the deliberation chamber. Already there. We were far away. That's why it was quiet. Yeah. Uh, good teaser. Um, from a quality perspective, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kirk are you is to... very. Go ahead. Are Are you trying to imply that it wasn't metal because uh, uh be, because there's lots of accusations and uh you know murdererness and someone died and something's been damaged. That's all pretty metal. I mean, I agree. And, it's pretty metal, actually. And Kirk's one hundred one thousand percent confidence in his own rightness. That's mm-hmm. also metal. <laughs> But, I mean, there's something beautiful about that, because even though um, there's no reason... It's like dumb foreshadowing. Like, Commodore Stone keeps saying, like, are you sure that's what you want to say? You know, he's, there's a lot of leading um, and kind of just, what, why, why are you acting like that kind of behavior, what? too? Like, cocksureness, maybe, is a, is a phrase we could use. And I, I as we'll see... Space law is a lot about persecution and railroading people. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people have died under Kirk's watch, probably two or three per episode. But this is the first one he's faced court-martial for. And just the arbitrariness of that is metal. Well, I think I think that's also because in all the other cases, their deaths were justified. Um, like Captain Kirk very clearly, for example, abandoned that guy to live with the space boy um, when he certainly was made lunch as soon as the Enterprise left. Oh, or like gosh. when uh, he ordered the phaser crew guy to keep fighting against the Romulans uh, and didn't even give him a fucking 12 hours off since he just got married. Like, that's fine in the eyes of Starfleet. He was, they were boldly going and such. But in this case, I think it was just, um, an, it was, it was a death, not in action, but in oversight, or at least that's the accusation, right? And I'll reserve further. You, you're making me think about the accusation here. We'll talk about that. Oh in, yeah. In later the next on, act. Yeah. Okay, so well, I'm going to go with, uh, with Tim. Go ahead. I was going to say it was very metal and it was pretty good. So I'm going eight metal and uh, seven goodness. Wow. Uh, I think you're right. There's lots of yelling. Um, there's lots of uh, doubt met with uh, headstrong assuredness. I'll give it an eight and an eight. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 um, because... Uh, the girl, the uh, the Finney daughter's age is unestablished, I'm pretty sure, but she's wearing like a space dress, and there's just something about her space dress that's not working for me. Um, so that's gonna be my uh, point five deduction. Uh, unlike Matt, I would not judge women on their looks. Uh, so eight and eight. 
Oh, yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, when you press play, let's see if you can find the hole uh, oh, yeah, from I the saw ion it. pod. Okay, all right, towards right, the okay. back, and there's a red yep. light inside. I'm not sure why the ion pod is there. If you're getting ion readings, it's Sorry, possibly it's, the worst place. It's on the uh, stern starboard side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's where ions go. I mean, <laughs> we don't know that now, but... You know, future science lets us know where uh, where ions go, and that's why the ion pod is on the stern starboard. Uh, okay, so uh, there was a big tense moment. So, of course, we now open on a sketchy bar. Um, it's uh, it's one of many space bars uh, depicted in um, the original series, uh, and and Kirk this. Despite the fact that he's uh, accused of a heinous, like, negligence in the line of duty, is still kind of hanging out um, and meeting up with his academy buddies. Um, and they're, uh, his friends, uh, Corrigan, Teller, Timothy, and Mike, are all clearly, like, leery of, of hanging out. Um, with Kirk, you know, because he's a he's a known ship murderer. Um, so so there's that. There's this kind of awkward interaction. Um, but luckily, uh, misogyny leads the way. I'm sorry, I'm just finding green things. Go on. <laughs> so so who comes in? But good old a real Shaw. Um. Famous space lawyer, I guess. Yeah, I think we learned pretty quickly that she and Kirk had a thing. I think it was four years earlier, something like that. Um, but but good old horn dog Doctor McCoy uh, doesn't even worry about such things. He just immediately goes uh, to hit on her, um, and then they find out they're both uh, friends of Captain Kirk. Um, McCoy, uh, immediately tries to use Captain Kirk's plight to get laid, um, <laughs> by saying, like, you know, Jim Kirk doesn't have a lot of friends in these trying times, but I'm one of them. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it's just uh, a strange scene. Uh, you can really see DeForest Kelly's, uh, smoky, smoky teeth, uh, in the scene, which I appreciate. Oh, now um, I have to back up. Especially because he's a doctor. Well, there's that great line about uh, all my old friends look like doctors. Yeah, all, <laughs> all of his, his look, look like, like you. you. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> so, at least to McCoy, a doctor apparently means something very specific. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it sure does. Um, but uh. Uh, Kirk is now been recalled to uh, Commodore Stone's office, um, and I guess this is the inquiry that he talked about. the The whole legal proceedings of, of Starfleet um, are a little foggy to me um, because it just this just seems like a strange formality. Now, I, I'm no uh, expert in space law. Um, and so maybe the articles of Alpha Centuria or something all detail this uh, in in detail. But uh, 
But so far, I, I'm kind of at a loss why. Uh, well, I think, yeah, you know, because I've done work in technology and know about procuring RPA, robot robotic process automation. I, I think this is the, the computer kind of steers this. Hmm, okay. So this step is you go in front of the computer, it says its thing, and then there's some inputs, and then the output. Okay, All right. that makes sense. So it's it's just more dictated by the, you know, the machine it, yeah, learning it, process? It, dispositions, it comes up with the dispositioning decision, and then uh, probably presents Stone with some options. I see. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'll, I'll buy that. Um, so they, they talk a little bit about how Kirk and Finney know each other, um, which is just puzzling. Um, we, we learned that uh, Lieutenant Commander Finney was at one point an instructor at Starfleet Academy when Kirk was a midshipman, um, which means that either Finney did something to get his ass busted back down to Matt disappeared and I mean, uh, he is back you, you, you cut out Matt oh I mean I'm just saying like is Finney not good at his job did he just kind of like stall out like uh, he was good enough to be a Starfleet Academy instructor um, did he change careers um well, one thing that stands out is he may have boundary issues, because in Kirk's own words, he was an instructor at the academy when I was a midshipman, but that didn't stand in the way of our beginning a close friendship. Yeah. Um, that, uh, we learned that that, that uh, girl who was screaming after uh, Kirk was actually named for James Kirk. That's why she's Jamie, um, which... Oh, that's a little awkward. Um, they they served on the same ship, uh, the Republic. We've learned that uh, USS stands for United Starship. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know. Um, and so, yeah, it's, he was assigned to a starship. Something happened, um, and he fucked up. And Kirk somehow was the whistleblower. And and I don't think exactly what happened. Um, it's uh, no secret. It, Kirk relieved him on watch once and found a circuit open to the atomic oh, matter yeah, piles yeah. that should have been closed. And he closed if Kirk had just it. walked in there, the ship would have blown up in five minutes. Okay, well, I mean, that seems like a really big mistake. Um, you know, what's a, what's a career-ending log entry between a few bros, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like they all, had Kirk not caught it, they would have all been dead. Right. He saved so, the fucking ship. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess he held a grudge because of that. Uh, and, uh, but he somehow got assigned to the Enterprise, or maybe even Kirk... I uh, tried to get him on the Enterprise to uh, give him another chance because he was kind of viewed as reckless and toxic due to the fact that he was reckless and toxic. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, but of course, given this uh, relationship between them, there seems to be 
at least the appearance of some impropriety. Kirk maintains that Finney was just on the top of the duty roster. Uh, it wasn't his, you know, it, he didn't specifically order him to go into the pod. It was just his turn to go into the pod. Um, and yet the computer log shows that Kirk didn't follow procedure, just like that, uh, you know, inattentive asshole Commander Finney and and jettisoned the pod on a yellow alert. So that's where we are. And he demands yeah. to see the the guy too. Yeah. Well, and and uh, there's really hard railroading that happens during this scene. Uh, again, Kirk may or may not have done something wrong, but uh, no starship captain uh, has ever been put to trial. Mm -hmm. uh, and Stone is very, very insistent that Kirk not be the first one. Yeah, so, this, is a, this is a PR nightmare. Um, and, and he goes off the record, right? He stops recording and, sa <laughs> and says, you're played out, Jim, exhausted. <laughs> Look, not oh. one man in a million could do what you and I have done. <laughs> Hundred decisions a day. Hundreds of lives at stake on you making everyone right. So basically, he wants to um, have Kirk admit he fucked up. Um, or at least say he was exhausted and made a mistake, right? Um, not take blame, but say it's possible... That I um, made an, I, I was not in command of my faculties except a fucking desk job and just, you know, wallow out the rest of his career watching other braver, better men go to space. And he makes it clear that if Kirk doesn't agree to, to this, uh, Starfleet Command will come down in a way that seems disproportionate to the offense. Right. Uh, and then the, the Kirk, uh, excellent Shatner performance here. <laughs> so that's the way we do it now. Sweep it under a rug and me along with it. Not in your life. I intend to fight. Then you draw a general court. Draw it. I demand it. Yeah. And right now, Commodore Stone, right now. <laughs> so, so James Kirk is not going down without a fight. He's not going to be jettisoned like an ion pod during yellow alert. Uh, he's gonna struggle, and he's gonna win. God damn it! And that—that's the end of Act One. Seems like an episode of Law and Order to me so far. Uh, keep <laughs> that I, in mind, uh, and I mean that in a good way. And because uh, Law and Order is crap, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the criminal justice system. There's a uh, uh, prosecutors and space attorney. <laughs> I think we learned, and uh, we'll get into it in the next act. But there's a very interesting contrast between the the JAG, the the prosecutors, and uh, the defense and the standards they're held to, and, and the method in which they present their cases. Oh yeah. And just the whole rules of evidence. Uh, we'll get there. The old, uh, we're not there. Okay, no, we'll I know there. we're not there. But uh, no, you don't know we're not there. So this act opens very metal because Kirk seems to walk in this bar. Essentially, he's a provocating. Mm -hmm. 
He's just like, I know I'm I'm an accused murderer of a popular guy. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's being somewhat reckless. <laughs> and then I like when he leaves the bar. He walks into the guy and he doesn't give a fuck. Fuck you. Yeah, no, he's really... Uh, <laughs> He's he's really doing something. I, I don't know if I was his lawyer, I would advise him to be doing any of this stuff. But, you know, good old Captain Kirk, he does not give a f- fucking shit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty metal. And literally everyone's talking about it. In fact, that's all anyone's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and... uh what else? Uh, the rest of the, the whole thing is just him talking to the uh, to the, the the I don't know anyone's name or rank. <laughs> the other guy, uh, Commodore, Commodore Stone. Yeah, Commodore Stone. <laughs> well, I think I think raking someone over the coals over something arbitrary to save face for your institution. Uh it's pretty metal, at least. It is, and I I like the the build on it. <laughs> you know, it ends it ends with him <laughs> doubling, tripling, quadrupling down <laughs> yeah. by that point. Oh yeah, yeah, he's all in on uh, on his uh, version of events, which I assume are true because we didn't actually see them. Oh, 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 well, maybe, maybe we'll see them uh, later in the episode. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they're keeping it up. They're keeping it metal, and, and the quality is pretty good. Um, I'm going to give at least a half a metal point for McCoy's teeth. Um, <laughs> I, I also want to point out how horny of an episode it is, uh, even though <laughs> there's no reason. Like, Bones' friend is probably going to, at minimum, base jail. Um, if not, well, luckily he didn't uh, violate the Talos Four Accords in this time. Um, so he's not going to get the death penalty, but he's going to be in like the stockade um, for a long time, or Leavenworth, wherever, wherever Starfleet people go. That, um, he's got that line about he's going to lose his space head or whatever it is. They, they want to do a beheading while also <laughs> acknowledging that doesn't happen. That's yeah. coming up. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say eight and eight. It's maintaining its thing. Uh, it's doing a good job. I'm going I to uh, can, uh, repeat my scores from the previous one. Whatever eight they were. Seven. All right. Yeah. Sure. I'm going eight and eight. Nice. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <clears throat> oh, Saturn. All right. <laughs> so, um, the establishing shot at a ringed planet. Oh, and he's back at the yeah. bar. <laughs> it's back. Yeah. Now that we're back at the bar, maybe, maybe you should maybe you should cool it, Kirk. <laughs> oh, he's he's there to fuck. Oh, he is. <laughs> so, uh, so well, he. Literally- this is one of the few captain's logs to contain relevant information. Oh, yeah, Various important people are coming to Space Station 11, or whatever it is, Starbase 11, uh, for the court-martial, and the Enterprise has nearly uh, completed its repairs. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is important, because we would have no way of knowing that except for this captain's log. Yeah. Um, 
he he walks into the bar and that that uh who is she a lawyer uh yeah a real shaw yeah she's there and he's basically like listen i totally killed a guy so and i'm going (laughs) away for a while (laughs) he's like i am but guilty and need a great lawyer and you're the best lawyer i know (laughs) she's not or she's not just any lawyer she's in the B canon, becomes the president of the United Federation of Planets. Wow, I didn't realize. Wow. Oh, holy shit. Does she appear in Articles of the Federation or whatever that? I think that it was a great- comic. Oh, man. And and Finney appears an awful lot for... Well, he is a very compelling character, as we'll see. I, I also know that Cogley appears a lot in the comics as well. Um but uh, we haven't even met him yet. Tim doesn't even know who that is. Uh, so, so, uh, so, Tim, uh, have you seen the end of the scene yet? No, they're still talking. Okay, <laughs> over, pause over it. what appears to be like a a mai tai or something. Pause it. Okay, so there's a there's a sexy lawyer who's Kirk's like well, old si- flame. Sixties sexy. Well, okay, sixties sexy. <laughs> There's a 60s sexy solicitor uh, who's Kirk's old flame. Now, uh, he needs a lawyer. What is her role in the upcoming court martial? Defense attorney? You think she's going to be the defense attorney? Prosecuting attorney. Ah, there you go. (laughs) That's right. So she says, yeah, you do need a good lawyer, because I'm your prosecutor, asshole. And then she'll do like, except except she doesn't do that. She'll just like wink at him or something. Um, and she outright admits the, the you know, the, the pernicious railroading going on. Yeah. Jim, be serious. You're not an ordinary human. You're a starship captain, and you've stepped into scandal. If there's any way they could do it, they'll slap you down hard and permanently for the good of the service. This is a fucking lawyer talking to the accused. Like, this is really improper. <laughs> Just she's to let like, you know, it's rigged. She's like, yeah. Fuck yeah, I don't even care about evidence or truth. My one job is to throw you down the toilet and flush away the key. I'm glad uh, space justice, you know, is as shitty as Earth justice is now. <laughs> and then, so, so they basically talk about it. Who, uh, who could be uh, his lawyer? And, and Shaw mentions Samuel T. Cogley. Um, the guy with I, all these I, books? Yeah, the book guy. Can't even hire a paralegal? Well, books, uh, unlike computers, books are real. Um, which is a late motif of this episode, I guess. Um, so she says, you should talk to him. And, and then uh, uh, Kirk goes into his uh, quarters yeah. and Samuel T. Cogney's already there with all his books. All his fucking books? And they have a bit of discussion of the books. He doesn't, uh, he's got a computer that synthesizes all the great legal decisions throughout history, but he never uses it because he has his own system. Which books, which young man, reading books. books. Wait, I believe I've had this exact conversation with Matt before. Well, he sounds like an engineer uh, in I, that have your own system. And, and also for, the fact that yeah, that's yeah. not how the law works. 
Do you want to know the law, the ancient concepts in their own language? Learn the intent of men who wrote them, men, mind you, from Moses to the Tribunal of Alpha 3, books. Now, I'm pretty sure the Tribunal of Alpha 3 probably didn't write books, nor for that point <laughs> technically did Moses. But anyway, uh, there we go. And uh, yeah, so so that's the lawyer. Burke uh, assesses him to be either an obsessive crackpot or his attorney, and he admits to being both. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, so then we, your shirt makes sense now, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, see, see, oh yeah. So the so then uh, after uh, that introduction of Cogley, we go right to the um courtroom um <laughs> when we get when we get to the decision chamber i have something to say about my one of my favorite tng episodes but we'll we'll wait for that um so the court martial begins they present all the representatives from starfleet command um kirk doesn't object to any members of the panel i guess that's a thing he could have done um and his, his lawyer brought his books his lawyer brought his fucking books. Well, um, a handful of books. <laughs> uh, they ask Kirk to plead. Of course, Kirk pleads not guilty. Um, I don't understand why Shaw isn't wearing her dress uniform. Uh, maybe because only men <laughs> get dress uniforms in the original series. Um, but she's just wearing her regular old shit. Uh, oh, I guess there is some gold braid. You know what? I take that back. There is some gold braid on the top of her, like, floppy collar. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's enough. Uh, she begins the trial. Uh, they talk to Spock, who's just very unhelpful. Kirk's lawyer is sitting like I've been sitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spock, Spock establishes that the Enterprise computer can never be wrong. <laughs> and it says it's impossible for it to be inaccurate, um, which does not seem very helpful for Kirk. Um, Kirk, uh, his his lawyer, uh, does not cross-reference. Um, and and Spock it. perjures himself, frankly. How, how, really? Well, he says that line because it's the whole uh, judgment of character and the, you know, the... I don't need to see something to know that it's true, but what's the specific line? Uh, he basically says Kirk would never do anything out of malice when oh. he directly witnessed acts in The Enemy Within. That's true. And that's part of Kirk. Wow. So he has that capacity. Hmm. But you know, that... that Maybe he has that capacity, but I think a Captain Kirk under his full faculties uh, would never do anything out of mouth. And after all, you have to remember, Doug, that he's half Vulcanian. Yes. Vulcanians <laughs> do not a, speculate. I have a bonus comment on Vulcans or Vulcanians yeah. later on. Uh, um. So next, next they call the person we've been talking about all this time. No, it's not the person, but it's it's close. Oh, so okay. the the door in Charlie X or whatever that whatever early episode that was says personnel director. Mm, okay. 
This is a personnel officer who seems to just be a sort of a record keeper and not involved in the decision making. So she works with the personnel. She works for the personnel director, I, I guess. Um, why they didn't just get the personnel director um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Or, or question Kirk as to why there is no personnel yeah. director. Oh, maybe she's acting because they still haven't hired the personnel director. Why? And, and she has an interesting, like, Philadelphia accent. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, too. Like, she just has a total random, worthless, mid-Atlantic regional accent. Oh, I gotta hear this. <laughs> it's pretty great. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, the, um, the, the, the Sega Game Gear games they're handing over to the prosecute the, the court? Oh, the- those are like computer tapes. I think those are uh, later on. They'll read Captain Kirk's record. So I think those are the discs that contain their records or or their like bio marker signatures. Something to verify they are who they are when they're on the stand. Maybe they're they're, they're somehow related to them. I think the way things are recorded in the future is very different than here. And I think it's the next act. I'll have more to say on that, but it doesn't like right now, you know, we're, we're taking a literal representation of this discussion via uh, several digital channels. It, it seems to be uh more abstracted inputs are collected and reconstituted in this future, which is what enables the scenario that will be discussed, I think, next act to occur. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, so the, the personnel director is very uh, unhelpful. Uh, she verifies that Captain Kirk's a guy. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, she verifies that Captain Kirk knew uh, uh, Finney. Um, I don't know why they called this officer, but there she yeah. was. And she's speaking to events that did not happen on the Enterprise, right? Yeah. It, it, they're it seems like there's someone would better for... But, yeah, like Wait. someone on the United Spaceship Republic, for example, versus this woman whose job it is to read records and just like tell us what you read in the record. Just, just bring the record into evidence, you weirdo. Yes. And then uh, uh, Cogley uh, declines to cross-examine every single witness. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> next up is McCoy. Yeah, uh, lots more, in- more good. Uh, uh, toothy shots in his close-ups here. Lots of hearsay. Uh, f- official yeah. position is ship surgeon. I-, I would love for Legal Eagle to do an episode oh, on, that'd be great. on Fort Marshall because there's all kinds of procedural issues going on. Well, and he, he seems to... Uh, I mean, he's the GP, uh, 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 familiar with many things, but they call him up here to discuss space psychology. Yeah. D- despite the fact that I believe earlier he displayed uh, an open hostility towards space psychology, but now I guess 
He's all, he, it's his specialty, in fact. Um, they go this down this really, uh, I would say, poorly established line of questioning that just stipulates that all humans at some point could possibly go crazy. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Captain Kirk is human, is he not? Yeah, that um, the uh, building the case for the prosecution in this system of law seems to be uh, conjecture, uh, primarily hypotheticals. Yeah, I, I don't. Again, we don't know space law. Maybe the tribunals of Alpha Three really lie out uh, how conjecture is the best way to truth. Um, but from our, our limited 21st century perspective, it's, this does not seem like helpful, credible evidence of establishing anything. Um, and then we see, uh, uh, maybe it's the next act, but the defense is held to a completely different standard, a more yeah, traditional oh. evidentiary standard. Yeah. In fact, conjecture is discouraged. <laughs> Maybe it's something with the uniform code of space justice or something. Maybe it's just because it's a military court. You know, there's different evidentiary standards in military courts. Maybe that's why. Um, so, uh, next they call up Captain Kirk. Well, next, the prosecutor doesn't. <laughs> the defense calls him up. Oh, yeah. Uh, the prosecutor rests, I guess. Because... Which they never they've, show. They've established... Well, again, uh, she'll present evidence in a in a cross, which I think is improper. But um, so uh, I guess Cogley gets to go up, and they call Captain Kirk to the stand, uh, and the computer reads Kirk's service record, um, something they will later rip off in Measure of a Man, uh, and uh, Shaw tries to stop. The computer from reading all his awards and decorations. Um, and then Cogley insists that they read them. Um, they argue about it a little bit. They start reading it. But then after like one more, he's like, ah, fuck it. We don't need to hear any of these, any more of these. And it just seems like, what? Why? Why was that possible? What the fuck was going on there? just weird yeah some kind of power play and he makes all these weird like asides to nobody i wouldn't want to slow the wheels of progress but then on the other hand i wouldn't want those wheels to run over my client and their unbridled hate what the was, fuck are you talking uh, about it, it, clearly all of his books are just uh <laughs> biographies of clarence darrow <laughs> it's like this oh. asshole didn't read anything and, and not that it isn't true of our judicial system, but there's a real performative element yeah. uh, here. Yeah, I, I get the sense that he has not even cracked open any of these damn books. It's just <laughs> like a fucking prop. Um, so, wow, this is a long act. Uh, so then... Uh, Kirk is asked by Cogley, hey, was it a red alert when you jettisoned the pod? Uh, and Kirk says, of course it was. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. And then in cross-examination, uh, which she should have done before she rested, Shaw plays the video from the bridge. Um, again, why they have this footage, I don't know. But there's like a close-up of Kirk's hand. And he very clearly flicks the yellow alert, uh, yellow alert switch, 
Um, have you seen the setup? They're just showing the video now. Okay, so there's like three like toggle switches. Uh, one says yellow alert, one says red alert, and one says eject pod. Uh, and they look like super brushable buttons. <laughs> like, like there's no fail safe. It's like he could like bump over and eject the pod and start a red alert. Like at what, the drop. One of those yeomen are going to drop a cup of coffee in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to jettison like, the pod and go to red and yellow alert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the worst of all systems. There's, there wasn't even like a little clippy. It looks like you're trying to eject the uh, the ion pod. Are you sure? Um, there's no fail set. Oh, oh, Matt's gone again. And Matt's coming back again any second. They're still playing the video. Discord. Go for yeah. Okay, yeah. It says so, go forward with. Me okay, so now they're showing the buttons. Oh, and he pressed yellow alert. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think, and the you know this is supported later on, but I don't think this is a literal video. I, I mean, I think it's accepted in the future as that, but it's actually described as a visual playback of the log. So I think, you know, the Enterprise has a million sensors, certainly some cameras, and it, it, it takes just the attributes and things it needs to recreate events in a commonly accepted way. So if this was like in the next generation, they'd be on the holodeck watching this. Um, uh, yes. And it's, it's, it's somewhat similar to that just on the screen. Uh, there's okay. there's so, lots of uh, camera angles in this not filmed <laughs> visual yeah. playback. Well, they chose all, they, they set, you know, the, oh. the, the parameters for the playback to tell this story, the, the visual means supporting the facts at hand, the legend facts. So uh, I, I can tell from Tim's groan uh, that he saw them. Uh, he saw that indeed Captain Kirk did press the eject pod button um, before signaling the red alert. And therefore, Captain Kirk is a fucking guilty, perjuring asshole. That's the, that's the end of the act. Oh, no, not quite yet. Everyone's looking shocked. Oh, I mean, Kirk everyone says, has but that's shocked. not the way it happened. All right. Now, okay, it's, the, now is the end. Now is the end. All right. So <laughs> why would it matter? Why does this matter? Because yeah, didn't but, he just go yellow, red, eject? So the guy would still be dead. No, right, right. This doesn't the whole case rest on the fact that he hit the eject button because it doesn't even, if I recall, that's not even what's being contested here. The appropriateness of the ejecting, it all comes down to was red alert active at the time. From, from my sense of it, the red alert would have alerted Finney to get out of the pod. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and therefore, by just ejecting, he didn't give Finney... Uh, it, they, they, I, I think it's later on, but they say something like, it, it was still a long shot that he would get out of the pod, but if yeah, at least when he right. saw the red alert, he would know he has like 10 seconds to get out or something. Um, Kirk gave him fair warning. I, it was established. Yeah, but I... Yeah. I, I I still think that's the key. He he said for whatever reason or implies, um, don't leave until the red alert. But
but then the red alert never comes. Or something well, like that. This uh, episode is actually very good at holding my attention. <laughs> and yeah. Build, building up the uh, suspense. So, um, what's this whole courtroom scene metal? I don't know. I'm going to knock off some metal points. I mean, it okay. wasn't not metal, <laughs> but I don't think it was very metal. Uh, well, although although the, the defending attorney just not cross-examining anyone, that was pretty metal. Like he's like, oh, I'm just waiting to call Captain Kirk. His total refusal to do his fucking job. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way that the, uh, the 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 prosecutor's case is psychological models and conjecture. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. you make some. And they don't introduce any actual evidence yeah. until the wrong place in the process. <laughs> It, it is pretty metal to have a fucking court case based on nothing <laughs> and then rest. I mean, that's pretty metal, too. Yeah, well, in light of this, I'm still going to go, uh, I'm going to subtract one from each. Okay, so seven and six? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say the metalness was pretty well maintained. I am going to subtract a point five for the word Vulcanian. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to add back a point five for the fact that this episode establishes the entire plot and most of the substance of Measure of a Man um, because it establishes that the prosecutor must be an ex-lover of the captain. Uh, it establishes this precedent of reading a bunch of awards only to interrupt it, only to start again. Um, <laughs> and the whole weird, like, verify Picard, blah, blah. So, so I, I mean, so I'll deduct a point five and add a point five. So I'm, I'm back at eight and eight. I, I did notice, by the way, the, uh, ensign, the, what was it? The, con uh, the the record officer record officer yeah was not wearing a dress uniform no well she's just a record officer i i do think in sort of a content uh, or way or in a um thematic way this is a little less metal but it, with the uh the pageantry that's introduced with the dress uniforms that more than compensates. I'm sticking with an eight and an eight. Huh. All right. You know what? I I would just like to point out that later on, there's other off like non flag officers wearing dress uniforms. Like so, yeah. Why the fuck wasn't that dumb records officer wearing her dress uniform? I would have booted her out of the service for disrespect and contempt of court. What'd you give it again, Doug? I'm sorry. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. All right. Let's, let's get, get out. out of the <laughs> chamber. My fingers slipped. <laughs> <laughs> I need a turbo lift noise. <laughs> we did. I, I, think, I feel like we should have to go back down to the theater. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make these Star Trek episodes more tedious. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Right. Um, so he's yelling at his lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, oh, gross. His lawyer just said I could, I could get you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you need, a, you need some relief. Uh, okay, so uh, Kirk's lawyer astutely points out that he's in trouble <laughs> due to the fact that the only evidence presented proves he's a reckless asshole. Um, uh, luckily, Spock is on his side and lets him know that he's completing a megalite survey, whatever that is. Kirk well, says, clickable. "Kirk says you can pull out if you want to." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, this is the only this is the only alpha continuity reference of a megalite survey. Uh-oh. And in fact, both Memory Alpha and my transcript website uh have a different spelling for megalite, so I don't even know what that means. Um doesn't Brondo have megalites? <laughs> yeah, but plant grave. Uh, uh, and, and Kirk allows just a, the tiniest bit. I would even call it self-doubt, but he just he steps back, reassesses things, and ends up at exactly the same place because he he knows that, that you know there's only one one yeah. answer. There, there's a there's a very strange exchange between them. Um, and so, uh, Kirk says, uh, I'll tell you what you found. Nothing, right? And, and Spock says, you sound bitter, Captain. And Kirk says, not bitter enough to forget to thank you for your efforts. It was like, like what? What he what? says that so, like, cordial, like, warm yeah. in the actual yeah. episode. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, he's, he's being Captain Kirk. He's putting a brave face on things. Um, well, and I, Matt, I just got to jump back to the Cogley stuff because uh-huh. this doesn't really. So, so Kirk. So, what has happened so far? The evidence we knew existed has been presented, right? And now it's all doom and gloom and despair, and you can pull out of the case solely because what was the starting point has been put out there. But, you know, I think there's, like, uh, you know, Captain Kirk is one of those people where, like, he needs to, he can't rely on the reports of others. So even though everyone is telling him one thing, until he physically sees it, it's not real. Uh, He's kind of like an infant in in that way. Well, Spock's assessment of his judgment was right on, clearly. Um. But luckily, he does give Spock a clue um, by by mentioning that he probably won't be able to. To you may even well wait. What is this? You may even be able to beat your next captain at chess, implying that Kirk is a better chess player than Spock. I think they established that in uh, um, where no man has gone before. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Ah, one of your Earth emotions. Oh, right, because his, his cold Vulcanian logic uh, can't, much like uh, uh, Data and Hammurabi or whatever that, Kalrami or whatever that guy's name is uh, in Stratagema. Um, you need emotion to win, not just logic. Unless you're uh, deep blue. Then the space, uh, space daughter arrives. Um, 
Kirk can't and wait to get his hands on her. Yeah, he, he, he inappropriately her touches her. Um, and she... For someone who was calling Kirk a murderer, she just has a bunch of strange interactions with him um, and tells him to to change his plea. Um, I never realized how close you and Dad had been until I read through some papers he wrote. You, you know you're named for him, right? Did, right. did and, that ever come up? And even Cogley... <laughs> points out how unusual this is. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is evidence indicating Kirk's guilt. Mm-hmm. But she put that aside and is only thinking about Kirk and not her father at this yeah. point. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, back on the Enterprise, uh, Spock is playing chess with the computer. Um, and McCoy thinks he's an asshole uh, <laughs> because he's playing chess instead of trying to save Captain Kirk. Um, Mr. Spock, you're the most cold-blooded man I've ever seen, which, which of course, Spock takes as a compliment, um, because <laughs> he's cold-blooded, I guess? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, something weird is going on, because Spock, apparently the Enterprise's worst chess player, is able <laughs> to beat the computer five times in a row. Well, and it's like, yeah, the, the, the computer's ability to out-switch Spock apparently isn't a factor in this. Right. Because Spock programmed the computer, therefore, the computer, uh, at, at best, they should, they should tie. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's just a back. shitty programmer. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's uh, beating the, the computer. Uh, you know, mechanically, the computer's flawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, logically, the report of the captain's guilt is infallible. I could not accept that. Uh, and that's what got him interested in the, this chess, which didn't really go into how this is an indicator... Of anything. Yeah, but they're, they're very confident this is a big deal. I know, I know where this is going. I'm way ahead of you, by the way. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so they, they, they rush down to court because there's nothing courts love than people barging in during proceedings and uh, presenting new evidence. Yeah, I'm sure um, Legal Legal would, uh, would rail on them for, uh, for circumventing discovery. <laughs> yeah. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll wait for that episode. <laughs> Captain Kirk is the Alex Jones of space. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so um, he spends the whole time going. <laughs> There's an ion storm <laughs> caused by the liberals. <laughs> James Finney is a is a is it was it was it a conflict actor? <laughs> that all Vulcan ship was nearby. They they had sensor readings. They knew what was going on. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so because he's losing, Cogley's just doing a bunch of crazy bullshit. Um, his 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 strategy is literally let's just waste the court's time. Right after the defense has rested, I guess yeah, because 
McCoy and Spock run in. They have just a second to tell yeah. Cogley something. And then Cogley decides to grandstand on unrelated things for a while first. Yeah. Um, so it's, even it's like though, that Simpsons, this is highly unusual. I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, he literally rested not 30 seconds ago um, and then talks about the importance of process and rights, uh, literally all of which have been maintained throughout this <laughs> court well, except for the one. only thing the only thing you could argue <laughs> at this point is rule a mistrial because of an incompetent <laughs> defense lawyer <laughs> i mean that's the only legal grounds i can see um but somehow uh shaw is convinced by um no cogley is convinced by kirk and spock that they have to go up and go on the Enterprise and 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 um, cross-examine the computer because uh, computers are machines. Damn it, they're not alive. And and Kirk needs to face his computer, his accuser, which is the fucking computer. I which, guess nothing about the evidence. Like he could have uh, cross-examined the computer before. Uh, yeah. And then there's scope creep to this decision that we'll get into. <laughs> I, I mean, he didn't object to the computer record at all when it was presented improperly during cross-examination after the prosecution rested. Uh, but still, um, it just seems weird at this point that this is his take. Well, and, and the, he outlines a very... Uh, pessimistic uh, uh, vision of the relationship between man and machine that seems contradictory to a lot of what we see uh, at all other times. And it makes me wonder if Cogley's arguments were used as precedent by Maddox to, to rule that data was the property of Starfleet. And I repeat, I speak of rights. A machine has none. A man must. My client has a right to face his accuser, and if you do not grant him that right, you have brought us down to the level of the machine. This is the Alex Jones stuff. Yeah. yeah. Indeed, you have elevated that machine above us. I ask that the motion be granted, and more than that, gentlemen, in the name of humanity, fading into the shadow of the machine, I demand it. I demand it. Buy my nutritional supplements. <laughs> now let's take a minute to talk about <laughs> the survival bucket. <laughs> Cave man. The Jadavian yeah. slime devil makes the most processed slime in the galaxy. And now you can have it in this beautiful capsule. 16 different beta vitamins, 19 different zircons. Oh, what, what's the, what's the pleasure system? Ryza? Oh, Ryza, yeah. yeah. You could sell timeshares. Yeah. Have you played this great game? All you gotta do is get the little disc into the little cup, and it'll be great. You'll love it. Buy eight. We, uh, uh write this down. Right now is when we came up with the idea for Info Space Wars. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. This is gonna be amazing. All right. Let's, let's go into the thing. <laughs> 
then this Klingon, the only Klingon in Starfleet, has taken down the weather modification net on Ryza. You know, I think he's a fucking infiltrator this whole time. He fought in their civil war. What's he even doing in uniform? He's a traitor. <laughs> I, I don't see why people have a problem with the Borg. Well, I'm just... <laughs> Who wouldn't love to be a machine? <laughs> yeah. Unity and order. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I give us pens. <laughs> yeah, we need to write this. I think Matt, Matt is the perfect Alex Jones. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta grow a beard. <laughs> I, I can be one of those guys. Oh, yeah, with all the, the papers on the desks, and it's like, oh, here's um separate... You know, connecting the dots between yeah. a bunch of news stories that kind of creates the mood. I'll, I'll be one of the uh, one of the sycophantic callers who uh, continually proposes, <laughs> like, pitches new conspiracy theories at you. <laughs> or, or you can sell the products. You can be the uh, the no. doctor. What's his name? Yeah, <laughs> doctor. Yeah. <laughs> This is brilliant. All right, let's talk about the episode. I have an ice cream headache already. (laughs) The episode. uh, Still keeping my attention. Remember that one I was furious that they kept talking? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) This one. uh, All this talking is actually interesting because I want to know what's going to happen. So this is still a consistently good episode. I'm going to split the difference between my last two on quality. Okay. Uh, For metal... Yeah, the, <laughs> I like their lack of um, attention to the uh, the the uh, way thing the way the trial was supposed to go. That's that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had an observation, but all the all the space Alex Jones stuff, <laughs> it's gone. If it comes back to me, I'll just interrupt you. Um, all right, so that's but come back to me quality. for metal. Come back to me for metal. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm just going to continue, Nate. Uh, uh, there's a lot of weird bullshit nonsense going on. Um, there's total disregard for legal precedent or procedure. Um, uh, the computer is critically damaged and tampered with, but no one has noticed until Spock tries to play a simple child's game. Um, so, yeah, there's all kinds of great things to love about this uh, this act. Uh, I remembered that when uh, speed cameras became a thing, um, I tried fighting the ticket once, and li- I've heard many people say you should demand to... Face your accuser, which would be the speed camera. And, oh yeah, and uh, that someone. It was a very eventful day when I tried to fight my speed camera ticket because one guy tried that, <laughs> and the judge immediately said no, full fine. <laughs> wow! And then the uh, another guy came up with like index cards and started to talk about how speed limits were antiquated <laughs> and and the judge was, once again threw it out uh, immediately <laughs> like there just is, interrupted him and wouldn't let him speak it was great i, I got a reduced fine citizen. yeah i got I'm a reduced sure fine on the basis that the uh speed limit wasn't clearly marked <laughs> so 
I am uh, fairly sure that um, they now have someone, like some person, su- a name assigned to the ticket to avoid that whole issue. Yeah, so it's um, like uh, uh, the accuser is the person who watched the yeah. video and said yes. Yeah, but th- this was this was a long time ago. Um, anyway, metal score. I will go. Um, I will also split the difference. Okay, so that's a six point five. And oh, a and 7. then 5. so add add point one one then. Up. Oh, all right, six point six six done. All right. Should yeah. I add it to the other one too? No. Oh, I'm gonna go uh, eight and eight. All right. Yeah, I like the um the the practice of law in this future. And and I think uh Cogley's kind of pulled one over because they kept uh bashing him for speculation before and like not sticking to facts and all he does is grandstand about <laughs> philosophy essentially. Yeah. You're totally right about the different uh um standards the two sides are yeah. up to <laughs> it's, it's uh, massively unfair well uh, we don't, yeah i mean we don't know where this came from it's just a snapshot you know i'm sure it'll make sense i'm right. just so excited for you because you do you do you know what's coming no i have no idea just just just, just for fun don't spoil how it. do you think this episode is gonna end uh they're gonna figure out that the computer's dumb in some way and he's gonna be exonerated and then they're gonna continue on their way to rogel seven or whatever it's gonna have it's gonna have a a boring ending i am so excited for this act now it's like uh it's like when you're watching watching a show right and you notice there's you know five minutes left and they're like, oh, there's no way they're going to wrap this up in time. And then they do because they do it quickly and poorly. That's what I'm expecting. I have low so expectations. You, so you're expecting like a, a ham-handed... Yeah, they're going like to... Well, they've proven that the computer's not doing well. So they're so going to say... They're going to they're gonna go up there. They're going to say like, hey, what's 5 plus 5? And it's going to go 11 And then they're going to go, see, the computer's unreliable. You're not guilty. Continue on your way. And well, uh, I, I have a fan theory on the unreliability of the computer that I need to bring up. So someone remind me. Okay. okay. I am well, so excited for you to see out. the rest of this episode. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, now the, 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 uh, I guess they're back on the enterprise. Now they've brought everybody up to the enterprise. Um, they've reconvened their meeting in the, uh, briefing room, Cogley, Spock, Shaw, Kirk. Um, I guess they're just talking about the, the computer, and Spock is talking about how he programmed the computer, and now um, he shouldn't be able to beat it, but now he's beat it multiple times. Um, <laughs> uh, Cogley says, well, with the fucked up computer not be able to reliably play back information, and Shaw objects she's like objection that evidence is bad for me <laughs> and, and yeah. stone sustains it for, for some reason uh despite the fact that they totally allowed shaw to have 
McCoy admit that any human could possibly go crazy and therefore Kirk could have been crazy and is therefore definitely guilty. Um, so he said that in the objection, <laughs> they go, oh, the witness came to a con- uh, came to a conclusion, which the witness didn't. All right, yeah, Matt's back. He Go just ahead. Stated a fact. Yeah. He just said a fact. And asked if that would affect yeah. the visual playback. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Cogley restates his hypothetical statement Wait. as a. He just adds the the prefaces it with hypothetically. Yeah. You know, it was already. I mean, it's already hearsay. It's like, like Bill bordering it more is hearsay. Um. So then it's established, well, who has access to the computer? And there's three people, the captain, Bach, and the records officer. Oh, he uh, committed suicide or something or, or faked his then, death just to bring Kirk then, down. That's my and guess then now. Cogley, and then Cogley points out that they have no records officer. Um, it's true. The records officer was Lieutenant Commander Finney. Um, which begs the question, why is he the guy going into the ion pod? Shouldn't there be like a stellar cartography guy or an engineer? It just seems like a really weird mismatch. <laughs> is everyone on the ship? Like, look, I know we all hate ion pod duty. So everyone on the ship is yeah, going to... No, they got a great cross-skilling program. Yeah. <laughs> really good uh, way of allocating tasks. So, so basically, from this weird roundabout um, evidence, um, I think Cogley submits that Lieutenant Commander Ben Finney is not dead. <laughs> We, oh, I should add that to the soundboard. I don't even have a applause on here, though. Then there's a weird, like, uh, wipe cut to the bridge. Um, and they're just on the bridge all hanging out. Oh, oh fuck. And, I, I forgot and the, about the, this. I missed the wipe cut. Let me back. Well, they were, so they, they were fairly certain as to what happened with Finney, right? But Kirk instituted a phase one search. Yeah. So, even though they knew... Yeah. The cut was one of these. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, wah, wah. Yeah, even though they knew he was in the pod that got ejected, they did Maybe if anyone is missing, they just do a whole ship search maybe it's a procedure i don't know um i don't know how the space navy works um so they tell they're on the bridge okay they go on the bridge kirk orders everyone except the court officers and the command crew to beam off the enterprise including his lawyer (laughs) you didn't explain what the search was is part of this, it appears. So, they they tell the lawyer to go home. <laughs> like, I but not the prosecutor. I have to buy a book. They then shut down all the engines. 
And the Enterprise is apparently only in orbit because of the engines. So its orbit will start to decay. And it should be pointed out for the record, these these are Starfleet's best and brightest sitting yeah. in judgment of Kirk. I mean, uh, if I was on this court, I'd be like, um, wh- why are we doing this <laughs> exactly? Uh, next, they um, use a white sound device. Um, okay, so so they have Spock turns on the sensors, and they hear this weird sound. Uh, so somehow the defective computer has picked up the sound of every person's heartbeat. The white sound device, by the way, is just a uh, microphone with some red electrical tape on it. <laughs> Yeah, so the white sound device will then mask each successive person's heartbeat. Um, So they go around and removing the heartbeats of every person on the bridge. And then they're like, oh yeah, there's a guy in the transporter room, Mr. Spock, just knock that out, and he just hits a button. (laughs) I would like to imagine that he... Well, he says Mr. Spock eliminate his heartbeat. (laughs) You know what? You know what? That's a great point, Doug. He could have just flooded the compartment with chlorine. (laughs) (laughs) Or yeah, maybe somehow a forced transportation... Yeah, they just beam them into space. All kinds of interesting possibilities. Um, so now they still hear a single fucking heartbeat. Yep, they sure it's do. It's in engineering uh, somewhere. Some good Poe illusion, sort of. So again, despite the fact that there's like six admirals on the ship, Kirk orders. <laughs> Kirk decides to go down by himself with no witnesses to see what's going on. Well, and, and I guess they haven't established it here. Well, well, we'll get into it. There's some interesting ways you call witnesses into your official trial. Yeah, I don't know how any of this is admissible. So Kirk goes down to, to engineering and finds Ben Finney, Jack fucking crazy <laughs> have you seen him yet not yet he's just got down to engineering oh, when you see this guy like this guy is a piece of work he looks like willem defoe's scary dad yeah yeah he looks like, yeah is this he gonna be like the, is this gonna be the episode image oh, willem oh, defoe's yeah. scary dad <laughs> i actually think he looks like he looks like Charlton Heston's stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, he's still creeping around. He's looking for him. Okay, yeah, I mean, hello, I, Captain. So, yeah, he's taunting him over the loudspeaker. Well, um, I, well, I, I guess I, we'll he's innocent about, then. <laughs> we'll talk about Finney's plan in the deliberation room. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we sure will. He's got a phaser. They're gonna yeah. The the court's gonna listen to him murder this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, th- this is on the record. Oh yeah, no, th- th- everything is still court is still in session. Uh, they they made that very clear. <laughs> 
Um, oh, and so he's ranting. He's like, "You robbed me of my own command." Uh huh. You I mean, should left the circuits open and almost blowed yeah. up that ship. All right, so he's made a complete circle around what looks like a diesel generator in an enclosure. Oh, oh God! <laughs> he does look nuts. He looks yeah, nuts. he looks fucking crazy. Um, so there's a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. Uh, Finny has has uh, b- believes he should have been the captain of the Enterprise. Um, You're spot on g- about Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> weird dad uh i don't know why it becomes the plan but finney decides to kill all the everyone on the court uh because they've all been captains at least and he should be one uh despite the fact that uh i don't think shaw is a captain i know mccoy and and spock aren't captains or the poor little uh dork who's like has the tricorder is like the court reporter or assuming he's still alive the transporter guy but they're all you know collateral damage i think he he alludes to it a little bit but he knows the one the only thing kirk really cares about is the enterprise yeah (sighs) so yeah um uh it's it's just craziness um they have like a fight right (laughs) they resort to the best trial of all combat (laughs) um uh the the ship is still sinking well um oh good memory alpha does have a good good photo of this guy so oh yeah, I know. Use that photo. The, it's a pretty great photo. Yeah, and here's the thing about the fight, Matt. And this is my fan theory. I think that actually is a it's a reconstituted image coming from the computer, and that's why the two people don't particularly look like Kirk <laughs> or the other guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Is, no, is, is this, the computer still malfunctioning? Is this going to be an there's obvious some, stunt double? There's some really obvious stunt doubles. Oh, I'm looking forward this. to this. And I also don't get why you just don't cast the stunt double as the main performer, uh, because he only appeared like half his screen time is this stunt double guy. But it's you know the best obvious, obvious stunt double was uh, when on Always Sunny when they made like le- made Lethal Weapon Five. Uh huh. <laughs> Frank's stunt double like slides across the hood. <laughs> That's the best one. Oh well, it, and uh, what's his name? Yeah, so they beam up uh, Cogley, Cogley, with what did I Jamie. miss, gentlemen? <laughs> so he brought Jamie, and uh, Kirk has the big reveal. Like, are you gonna kill your daughter too? You piece of shit. <laughs> So again, Kirk's plan was to bring a child into danger as his trump card. Right after things are presumably, you know, past the point of no return. Yeah, it, it, it's like a yeah trump card of spite. Yeah, and uh, weirdly, Finney doesn't take it well. <laughs> And and the way he says it is is like, why'd you do that? Why'd you bring her here? I'll, I'll kill, kill you. you. So uh, so Kirk's stunt double knocks out uh, Finney's stunt <laughs> double, um, and then uh, 
I guess he's sabotaged something somehow. Um, and so Kirk scrambles into the Jeffrey's tube. Um, and apparently you fix a starship by pulling live cables out of boxes. Well, I think the sabotage was, it looked like he short circuited a bunch of things with but giant I, cables <laughs> that are and I do like how Kirk's, uh, now over the, the, uh, his narration beaten and sobbing yeah that <laughs> he told me where he had sabotaged the Make, re- regeneration through violence clearly they uh, had you know. to they they couldn't use whatever footage of the end of the stunt double fight <laughs> so they're like yeah uh, uh, that, uh, get him into adr re- record <laughs> record some voiceover no but but the way it pulls back so consciously that's the computer recreating it and the computer's malfunctioning and that's why they don't get the faces quite right because it misses all the critical moments like that's that's another aspect of the the sabotage of the computer um so uh kirk by pulling uh, cables out of junction boxes uh somehow fixes the ship um they bring the engines back on ohura is there I guess she was there the whole time. I I forgot she was there, but apparently Ahura is there. Um, well, Matt, we got to jump back one second for okay, okay. something very important for the 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 case. So once um when as Finney's ranting, and I think right as they reveal Jamie on there. It, an officer or, or Spock tries to get the court off of the 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 beam oh, out. Yes, yes. And then Very Commodore important. Stone's like, "Mr. Spock, the court has not yet reached a verdict. We will hear this witness out." Like, what the so, fuck? <laughs> so Finney has become he is this he is testifying yeah, here. Is, I hope the the guy with the tricorder is getting all this. <laughs> this ending is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the the daily okay. one. <laughs> um, so so they've they've done it. Um, uh, Commodore Stone moves that the court be dismissed. Uh, unless Shaw unless has, you have any objections, prosecutor. Yeah. Uh, Shaw does not object. Oh, she um, has Kirk- absolutely no objections as she stares <laughs> deep into his eyes. Kirk shows up in a new shirt. Uh, right, because um, the other one was all ripped, and his chest okay. was out. <laughs> now you need to remember that everyone is still on the bridge; that they, they are sure on are. the bridge. <laughs> Kirk uh, has just punched out a madman. No one else is on the ship. I have no idea where Finney is, if someone's got him, if he's in the brig, if he's just lying in, in, in engineering somewhere. He, he's in the one hallway, beaten and sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kirk and Shaw just decide to make out in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, do you, she was all hot from the Commodore. <laughs> do you think it would cause a complete breakdown of discipline if a lowly lieutenant kissed a starship captain on the bridge of his ship in front of Starfleet Command? <laughs> like, how is that proper? Well, and then at the end, uh, Kirk's like, 
See, no charge. Discipline goes on. Like, right? Like, <laughs> you expect him to raise his hand and uh, immediately file a charge? Like, it would be great if they immediately arrested her. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I gotta give this episode credit for, unlike um, Dagger of the Mind, they don't have her, like... Oh, don't call me Prosecutor Shaw. Yeah, Just call I, me Ali. Yeah, I do like that. I I like how she she maintains her professionalism. <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Better luck next time after they're done making out." Uh huh. Well, you know where she's off to. Uh, uh her her office. She's going to defend. Oh right, she's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's. She's gonna go defend. No, that's Cogley, isn't it's it? It's Cogley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cogley. Is, that piece of shit. I, that Cogley is. My reading comprehension is poor. I guess. Yeah, Cogley gave himself durable power of attorney over Ben Finney and his daughter. Um, I'm sure to become book slaves. Uh, but he's gonna go defend Ben Finney, and he'll win because. Yep. And we haven't seen any evidence that he's a a high caliber lawyer. Yeah, but in fact, we have seen evidence quite to the contrary. Yeah, all he did was read and, and grandstand and not cross examine <laughs> and rest his case before any evidence was presented. Uh, yeah, so that's basically the end of the episode. Um, there's the old Spock, Kirk, McCoy quip. She's a very good lawyer. Ha 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 ha! Cause she is a woman, and she can only be a sexual object. And presumably, like oh, the shit, uh, the well, we're in there transporter now. room is like working overtime to beam up the yeah. four hundred and thirty people that were <laughs> yeah, sent off. Everyone's <laughs> all right. We're in the chamber. We're in the chamber. We stumbled our way in there. Uh, I mean, I, it, even with its problems, it was highly enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he that he was crazy, I think, added to the metalness. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I would go eight and eight, but I think that undersells it. I'm going eight point five and eight point five. Wow, I'm going uh, eight and ten. Eight and ten. Eight is your quality score or your yeah. metal score? Uh, uh, I, eight is my quality. Uh, there, okay. There's a little bit that doesn't make sense, but I think on the metal side, I mean, my God. I uh, think I think the parts that don't make sense add to the metalness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I am going to give this an eight quality score and a nine metal score. Um... I love the fight. I love the literal insanity of Finney. I love the sparking, flaming cables being recklessly pulled out in the Jeffries tube. I liked the unprecedented makeout scene in front of every superior officer. Uh, like, like, this is just. <laughs> A fucking metal uh, ride. And, and um, Kirk leaving a man beaten and sobbing <laughs> through physical violence. Unapologetically. 
The court was never adjourned. Clearly, he needs some space psychology. Oh, oh yeah, and Commodore Stone literally risking the lives of like half the Starfleet bigwigs of this section to hear testimony. What presumably, had they not sent everyone off the ship and like had security people just detain him, they could have gotten in a more routine setting. But he's like, no, there was no reason to do that. There was no reason to send everyone off the ship. Just give them all a white noise device. No, he kept them kept them safe it, by leaving them on the bridge while he went and hunted still... a man with his phaser. <laughs> ah! Only to leave him sobbing. <laughs> well, I have some earth-shattering news. Oh, I know what it is. The verdict. With an absolute score of 23... It's two hundred thirty-six point six six. This is your medalist <laughs> fucking original series episode so far. So far, with an unbelievable absolute score of ninety-six point two percent. Wow, <laughs> this is metal as fuck, and good for that matter. <laughs> yeah, knocking off. The 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 recent champion, the Galileo Seven, by more than seven points. I have a feeling. Wow. I have a feeling it's gonna ride this this wave for a while. I, I, we're I gonna mean, have several top episodes. Yeah, I I, I, I also have I the feeling. I, right. I I also have the feeling it's gonna the good times won't last, and we're gonna go down the other side of the slope eventually. <laughs> I mean, because I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five words for you. Enjoy your ride at the top while you can, Court Martial, because <laughs> the return of the Archons is next. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All Holy right. shit. Well, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah. And uh, until next time, next episode, I'm... I'm looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. So uh, what did we get right? What did we get wrong? Nothing. Write the comments. Write it down on a piece of paper. Shove it up your ass because we don't care. <laughs> All right, yeah. And also, yeah. Also, only human beings are allowed to comment. Not any fucking <laughs> lifeless machines. <laughs> All right. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, Metal Universe, keep it Volcanian. All right. So on that note, uh, we learned the ship of Enterprise bombs is the Intrepid, right. which I think we learned in a future episode is the all Vulcan ship that is lost <laughs> in a storm. Take that. It, yep. It, it, but it's a good thing they gave them a, a ship with kind of an ambiguously World War II name instead of like, you know, the USS New Jersey, the all Vulcan <laughs> ship. Great. The all Vulcan ship, the Iowa one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's incredible, too. All right. Wow. We'll see you later, Metal Nation.